Hello everybody and welcome to the Alien vs Predator Galaxy podcast, the original Alien and Predator podcast. And host-wise, I'm flying solo today. Adam, I had to send him to a cabin, a remote cabin, to actually make him have the focus to read Aliens, Colony War and Alien Inferno's fall for an upcoming recording. But instead, I sort of collared two other guests onto the show today to talk about a project I'm really excited for and I'm really excited to be involved with and you folk out there should be excited for as well. So I wanted to get them on to talk about what they've got in store for us all and why you should be as excited as I am. And they are to be making this. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Mr. Robin Block, the executive producer of Aliens Expanded and Mr. Ian Nathan, the writer and director of Aliens Expanded, an upcoming uh, documentary slash companion piece to Aliens that has been all over our social page, all of our social pages and the website and the forums lately. So if you're missing it, I don't know how, but hopefully this is a chance for you to learn about it. So Robin, Ian, thank you for joining me today. It's very much appreciated. Yeah, delighted to be here. And I'm really grateful to you, Aaron, as well, for your support and, you know, enthusiasm for our project. So, you know, I'm excited for this show and looking forward to answering as many questions um, and and informing your audience as much as possible about our project, our intentions, our plan, and how we're trying to push the envelope. But before we do start talking alien and aliens and alien expanded uh, for those who aren't aware can you guys tell us a little bit about who you know ian nathan and robin block are who are you and, and what do you do robin do you want to go first all right yeah okay so my name's robin block i'm the ceo and founder of creative ec we are a company that specializes in collaborative entertainment business has been around for about four and a half years and we're primarily known for our horror our 80s horror trilogy uh, the third one that's coming out this year called in search of darkness which is one of the most uh, successful independent documentaries ever made and most recently in search of tomorrow which was a five hour epic uh, retrospective on 80s sci-fi movies which was the high what is the highest grossing crowdfunded documentary ever made and we we love building projects that bring fans together to create something which is really specific to their wants and needs and that's what aliens expanded is really all about well you used a term there that i think is fascinating and just perfectly describes my understanding of what you're trying to achieve and that is collaborative entertainment that is a perfect description for what you guys are doing Absolutely. I mean, it's, I honestly think it's my life's mission to, and without, without sounding silly, you know, there's a disconnect between fandom and the IP that they care about. And it pisses fans off when studios don't listen to them. And I think that what that's created is this kind of wonderful melting pot of, um, you've got crowdfunding, you've got opportunities to bring people together who have a shared interest to create something which is almost like a manifestation of their fandom like our work 
is super niche. Like it's not for a general audience. Our work is for super fans. It's informed by fans and we're getting better at delivering for them. And I think that Aliens Expanded is the closest in terms of format and the rollout to what collaborative entertainment should be. And I really believe we're pushing the envelope with this because, you know, Aaron, you know, when I met you, we were crowdfunding. We, you know, we were, we, we said that we, we had an idea. Um, we'd put a team together and we wanted to go out to Aliens fans or Aliens super fans and get their feedback on what we were doing. And what that process did was inform us to, number one, validate our ideas, to iterate on them. And we got a really good understanding of what this fan base wanted. And that's our job is to deliver to that brief that was created by the fans as part of that fan consultation. I mean, that's what collaborative entertainment is. And I know that everyone, I refer to it as a documentary. We all refer to it as a documentary. But I think that what we're trying to do here is to create a unique one-off experience because as we roll through production, all of our backers will be with us every step of the way. There'll be tons of live Q&As as a vidcast series. We're bringing Aliens cast and crew together for the first time in ages to discuss stuff with the fans. So as we're moving forward through this project, it's like the backers are our kind of overlords and we're delivering for them. So I refer to this project as an interactive documentary. It's not just like back this project, see you in a year with a Blu-ray. It's back this project and be part of this journey that will never be repeated. And ultimately, the goal with our work in general, but also specifically with Aliens Expanded, is we're only interested in people that love this movie. And our mission is really simple. We want to heighten your experience of it. And at the end of this production, I want the, for the people that have backed physical media and the reward tiers that we have that include merchandise, I want them to hold it in their hands and it be a manifestation of their fandom for this film and it will have their name in it. So that personalization, that manifestation of fandom, that's real and that only exists because we've managed to bring everyone together around this project. So sorry if it's a long-winded answer, but that's what this is, whole thing is about. In many ways, it also it almost sounds like an interactive convention with a documentary along the way. Livable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially with like the, all the celebrations and stuff that's good, you know, this year-long celebration of it. I, I do think perhaps the, the use of the word documentary is what's caused some hesitation, I suppose, in some quarters, but it's hard to describe. It's very hard. I mean, it, it is hard to describe. And, you know, we had real challenges trying to position this. I mean, with the In Search Of series, that's been really successful. In terms of pitching that as a concept is way easier than what we've tried to do. And whenever you do anything new or you try and iterate, it creates challenges. And Ian was there literally days before we launched the crowdfunding campaign. And he could see that I was having kittens because I was like, I can't. This What we're saying about what we're doing doesn't fully express the vision for what we're doing. Yeah. And that's why, you know, coming on, talking to you, coming on to this show, we did the perfect organism as well. These opportunities to talk about this project and really explain to the hardcore fans that listen to this what we're about, what we're trying to do, what we are doing is such a great opportunity because you can't sum it up. But it's not easy to sum it up in a paragraph. Basically, we're known for these premium, you know, high production value, fan driven documentaries that, you know, create a really nostalgic entertainment experience. And typically, we're looking at a whole era like the 80s and sci-fi. And so 
the mission with those big projects is to just give you like a nostalgia overload. Uh-huh. Create an opportunity for you to build a watch list of everything you haven't seen. That's exactly what happened to me when I was watching Search of um, Tomorrow. Yeah, right. But that's that's but the intent. Now, that's great. And we love doing that. And we're going to be doing more of that in the future. But I also wanted to flip it on its head and go almost the opposite. Go super deep on a film that we all have watched like a million times. It's like fracking for entertainment <laughs> value, right? It's yeah. like, how can we extract more out of this? And I was actually on a plane to Hollywood for the premiere of Insert of Tomorrow. And I was thinking about this idea and I drew a, a picture of the whole of the Aliens movie on a, on a kind of editing timeline. But the editing timeline was in a 3D space and the kind of virtual camera was flying in. Like the graphic used in the trailer. Yeah, so that was where it all came from. And that whole concept is where this started. And what I wanted to do is build something where you could dive into scenes and rip them apart, deconstruct them, understand why you love the things you love, understand all the motivations and everything that's going on. And, you know, like I said before, the goal of this project is we're going out to an audience that knows this film inside out. So that raises the bar straight away on what we've got to deliver. And what we want to deliver is something that will teach you things you didn't know, will show elements of this movie in a new light, in an expanded light. And and the goal is that you watch Aliens Expanded and you have to go and watch Aliens the movie straight afterwards. And it's like a new film for you. That's the goal. A lofty goal. No pressure at all. (laughs) So Ian, Robin and I managed to completely divert away from learning about who Ian is. It's fine. I, I enjoy Robin's sermons. I, I like to think of them because he's, he's, he's a genuine preacher and he preaches a great, a great sermon. I find them a bit terrifying when I hear them sometimes. I'm like, oh, my God, how are we going to do this? He gives me faith, Robin, and he talks a lot about the business. And, but he's got a really marvellous mind when it comes to films as well, Robin. He thinks about them and he kind of gets into them never talks about it. He always goes, oh, you guys are the film guys. But he's a really strong film guy as well. Anyway, me. Let's talk about me for a little bit. Uh, of course, my name's Ian Nathan. A long time ago, I used to edit a magazine called Empire. Just a little, that magazine. A little magazine called Empire. And during my journey with Empire, I decided that Alien and its franchise were going to be my beat because, like all of us on this call, I was very affected by both Alien and Aliens in a big way that I kind of felt they were my movies. And so I kind of finagled my way onto various, not quite as good films that, that kind of followed in, in the franchise. And along came a book offer to me, or to Empire initially. And they said, you've got to talk to Ian because he's the alien guy. And that was Alien Vault. And that was my first book. And it was a tremendous journey. It, it was fantastic to pull apart a film in, in micro detail, to learn so much about a film I felt I already knew. And there was discussion at the time of doing an Aliens Vault but there was various rights issues involving the Marines and all sorts of things at that point that were a bit insurmountable. So we didn't do it. We moved on to different things. But Aliens remained with me as something I wanted to to talk about and to analyze and to enjoy and to work out kind of what Robin was talking about. Where is this, this kind of sense of community comes from around that film? Why, in a sense, does Aliens more than Alien kind of bring us together? Alien is kind of the awe-inspiring original and it's very austere and it's beautiful and it's clearly a classic in its own right but it's aliens that is in our hearts i think more and i wanted to know what what that was all about and i met robin and i and i met david weimer who um directed 
in search of tomorrow. And I went on as a talking head. I said, can you come along? And I talked about aliens and James Cameron films for about three hours, I think it was, that the interview went on for. Me and David were just, just talking about these films. And then Robin, I think, may have, may have sort of stirred an idea in Robin's head that, hold on, there's something going on here. Then before Christmas, we did a, a watch-along of Aliens, Christmas 2021. I got all my dates in line. And it was amazing in, in a strange – kind of, I was kind of quite worried. I thought, what, what can I say for the whole length of Aliens, that everyone knows the story, I'm just kind of preaching to the converted. And, but it was really good fun. And it was kind of going over things we loved and sort of looking at them anew and seeing things I'd never seen before and just really getting into – just the film itself and the idea of looking at the film completed and finished and an existing classic and then going into it got very exciting. Then in February, me and Robin had a lunch where he said, what do you think about doing that? And in, yeah, we use the term documentary because it sort of helps get to sort of first base in, in, in terms of what we're doing. Certainly in terms of my initial role and my primary role was you know, to direct a documentary. But as Robin says, that vastly devalues what we're, we're attempting to do. We are creating a kind of hive mind of aliens that will feed into a, a live experience and a journey, and that will feed into the making of a documentary. So in a sense, I am the sharp end of that wedge that will create this documentary, but behind me is not just Robin and his incredible team, who are really, really good. I mean, that's kind of my outsider looking in on them for the first time is amazed by what they can achieve. But the greater aliens community, who know so much and are full of such passion that, you know, it's what we talked about at the lunch, is like, how can we channel that stuff into this experience? How can we get hold of it? And that's vital, I think. We'll do lots of things with the cast and crew. We'll have lots of interviews with experts, all the kind of things that will make the documentary great. But the key to it is channeling that fandom, is getting that. And it's a serious thing. I think, I think as Robin was saying, I think there's a great deal of trivializing of fandom that goes on out there. It's a bit like, you know, geeks in their bedrooms wearing T-shirts. And we're all geeks in our bedrooms at times. And we've all got... <laughs> but actually, it's a really serious thing. And the knowledge and talent and opinion uh, that comes from it, you know, it's extraordinary and vastly outweighs mine. And so in many ways, I really need you guys behind me. You know, we're going into the nest together. You know, we'll try and stay alive as much as we can. And it's a daunting prospect in, in a brilliant, challenging way. This is a, a fantastic movie that is beloved and has been covered in many really good ways, you know, really good documentaries out there, good making ofs. But we just said we've got to do this new and we've got to, and we call it a new species of documentary. And I think that's crucial because that's about, you know, this isn't a making of, although there will include those elements. This is a way of looking at a classic film that we all adore and trying to find the magic that brings us all together around that, that film. And I think it's going to be a fantastic journey. And I think the journey itself will be represented in the documentary. Well, that'd be interesting to see as well, that journey forming it. Like the, the question we always ask when a new project like this comes along is, what are you going to do different? How are you going to stand yeah. out to Charles? How are you going to stand out to... Like now, Rinsler, you know, the, when we asked the same question of Jonathan, as uh, John Rinsler as well, you know, when that stuff was coming out, how are you going to be different? Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, I asked the same question of you with Alien Vault. Yes. You know, one, one of the things I loved about Vault as well was the way it was sort of, it felt like you were telling me a story. It didn't feel like I was being read to facts and anecdotes and, and 
just everything that was on a piece of paper. It felt like you were vocally talking to me about what was going off and your love as well at the same time, which is where I really felt the the vault stood apart. So to actually have you helming this new attempt at exploring the the franchise, I say the franchise, the film, exploring aliens yeah. specifically, while also trying to do something interesting, something different is, is quite reassuring to me, actually. Well, thank you. I mean, it's a big challenge. Obviously, as we were saying, you know, I, I love Charles's work. I, I've, I've watched them often, those documentaries. I love Rinsler's books. And there's a huge amount of information out there. But it's not just about the facts. And as you were saying, my style, and I, I hope it will carry on through through you know, the experience of Aliens Expanded, is, you know, I'm a fan and I'm a storyteller and I, and I kind of want to be down the pub with you guys chatting about it. Not that we're, again, not that we're trivializing, not that we're, you know, we're going to go hard and we're going to go clever and we do some thematic things and we're going to push different boundaries. But that voice is important and it's important to, I think, the, the whole tone of what Robin does. It has a really accessible voice and a really friendly voice that's important. Um, there's no studio behind us. Mm. There's no need to adhere to, you know, not that these things are necessarily bad, but studio have needs and rules they do their DVDs that are important to them. We don't have any of that. But I think you know, what for me is key is we've got a finished film, we've got a classic, and that's where we're starting from. And I think we can go anywhere that the film will take us. So it's, we're going, yeah, we'll go into scenes using this great graphical energy and this great graphical device, and we'll look at things and tell stories about James Cameron, and we'll tell stories about Sigourney Weaver, and stories about Michael Bean and all those kind of elements then they will allow us to jump to other places that you may not expect to go. You know, thematic ideas, crazy fan theories, all sorts of different things. Not, you know, all of which we treated seriously, incredibly. And we will go off into the universe. We will go off and talk about video games and books and comics and extended universe and come all the way back, back to the film, back to the, you know, the chronology of the film, which is our kind of backbone. And so that, that kind of, I think, will give us a point of difference. I don't know of many film, can, for want of a better word, documentaries out there that are really not making of, but the inversion of the making of. They're a sort of unmaking of in a really good way. So Robin was saying about this great 3D map that we're going to create. We want to nerd out on aliens yeah. and we want to deconstruct aliens, right? And so... I often get these messages going, what are you doing different? It's, it's actually difficult to articulate, right? You'll yeah. see it when you see it. Um, but our whole approach is brand new. You know, we're not telling, we are not telling the story of making of aliens. Uh -huh. We are actually investigating aliens from the fan perspective, right? And what that means is showing you things you might not have seen, deconstructing elements that can almost help you get a deeper resonance for some of the most iconic moments in that film, along with trying to bring the band back together to uncover <laughs> things that have never been explained before, as well as having like the world's leading experts on this movie all come together. And I can tell you there was no one else who was the right fit for Aliens Expanded apart from Ian. And the team that I have on this project is a world-class team. It's the best team I've ever put together. I'm probably the weakest link, right, when it comes to what's going on. And, and you know, David Weiner, who's not here today, he's, he's also an exec producer on this. And I think that uh, you sense a bit of fear from Ian 
and me on this project because that's good. That's yeah. good. We're not overconfident, right? We're really clear about what we're setting out to do. And we know it's not easy. But look at our track record, right? And, you know, Ian's a big deal. Sorry, Ian. But, like, I grew up reading Empire. When I first met Ian, I was really – this was on the In Search of Last Action Heroes, which is the that poster there. That was your first one, wasn't it? That was the first one I did. And I remember meeting Ian and sort of being really impressed, but then, like, taken aback by his humility and his approachability. And you don't get many Brit film guys that can just – that just have so much charisma on screen. And and he and, and he's a very celebrated author. The Aliens community, the Aliens fan community, recognizes his stature in terms of after doing Alien Vault. And he's got a, a book coming out in October about, which is a retrospective on James Cameron. So, you know, like he's one of the world's experts on this. And what I try to do is create a format and an opportunity to kind of bring the A-team together. And Aaron, I include you in this. I include Derek from Alien Theory, the rest of our advisor circle who you know. Like, well, this is like the best of the best. There has never been a better lineup of, of aliens experts than now that exists together to make this something that we will all treasure in the future. Yeah. And, I, and I know what good looks like. I know what it feels like. I can see it in my mind. And as a, someone that really enjoys Aliens and cares about that movie and has watched it many times throughout my life over the last 30 years and sees it in different ways every time I go back to it, I know that um, the goal with this project is to create something which makes me feel like it's the first time I've watched Aliens. It makes it feel brand new to me and it makes me feel part of something. So every backer that we have regardless if they come to every event. I want everyone to come to every event. But there'll be people that just, you know, come to a couple and then just wait for the film. I want all of you to feel like you've actually enabled something unique that will never happen again. There's not going to be Aliens Expanded Part 2. You know, it's just one and done. And let's go hard. Let's have so much fun with making this. And, um, you know, uh, because I've done this a lot in the past and I've worked with other fan communities and and horror and sci-fi, one of the things that's really surprised me on this journey so far is just everyone's been like, yeah, it's a great idea. Let's do it. Yeah, I'd love to be part of it. You know, it's like some ideas just want to happen. I remember when I was doing In Search of Darkness, which was just a roller coaster, you know, from an idea I had on my laptop to having a Hollywood premiere with a packed out cinema. It was surreal. Uh-huh. But I remember what that energy felt like and I was just dragged along with it. You know, I remember writing down the names of people like John Carpenter. I want him in my idea of a film, right? And then suddenly he's there, he's in it. And now we've got, because we're doing part three, we've got like 120 contributors across like 14 <laughs> hours of 80s horror. And it'll never be repeated. It's going to, you know, they'll look, if, they'll talk about, if they talk about 80s horror in 100 years, they'll talk about this project. If they talk about aliens in 100 years, I want them to reference this project. Right, so I know what that feels like. And I can tell you that the energy that I'm getting off this campaign is just like that. Like it's, it's landed. People see what we're trying to do and they get it. The real ones get it. The ones that go like, I love aliens. I want to go deeper into it. And I want to be part of this journey. It's yeah. a no brainer. So that's how it feels like we've got that momentum now. And now we need to carry it on. And that will drive us through challenging times in this production because production. I'm at war 
Like crowdfunding is war. I'm at war. A war for attention, I bet as well. Yeah, a war for attention. And then, and then when you when you finish crowdfunding, then you're in the production war, which is a whole other thing. But you just it's That's just what he's doing with pretentious directors. He won't listen to him. And so just to iterate what uh, what Robin is saying, there's something I learned at Empire, and I've applied to everything I've done. Is and it's really simple. And I don't know why people don't use it enough. It's like people love to be told why they love something. You know, they love to talk about the things they love uh-huh. and why they love these things are very complicated you know answers it's not a simple thing to tell someone why they love something but people really really enjoy it and it makes them feel happy and it feel, you know it makes them feel good and it makes them feel validated and we're all like that well, that's fundamental it's best yeah so everything I, i've tried to do you know there's a sense of that involved in it and i think this is this is kind of almost the the, the ultimate version of that is that we're going to tell you why you love aliens. And, of course, that's an incredibly complicated, exciting, dense, and fascinating journey to go on. You'll come away going, yeah, that's why I love aliens, all of that. And that's kind of where I want to get to. So, Robin, you mentioned something that I always think about when it comes to these films, and aliens as well specifically, is revisiting it at different times in your life. Aliens is a film with so many different layers and facets of things that you might appeal to you when you're younger or as you grow older your perspective changes and something else appeals to you you know it it was a quote i saw about reading you know revisiting your favorite books at different stages in your life because your perspective changes and what you take from the book changes as well and i think very much applies to aliens you know for, for me personally it was it was fear morbid terror and fear that appealed to me when I first watched it. But now now it's things like um, how I relate to Hicks, you know, and how I empathize with what happens to him that appeals to me the most about the film. So is that kind of thing something you'd be looking at exploring in the doc- in I was going to say documentary as well there, in, in the companion as, as you're going along? Yeah, it's like a difficult thing to say yes or no to because, you know, it might, it, something like that might get mentioned, but it's not, I mean, it's sort of, in terms of what we're looking at in terms of the documentary right now, probably not, right? But in terms of being a tangential thing that we discuss as part of the wider Aliens Expanded experience, like certainly, you know, I think I was 12 or 13 when I first watched it and it blew my mind. Um, and then, you know, I've been to the cinema to see it a bunch of times. I own it on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray. I will buy it when it comes out on 4K eventually. Like just, and whenever I watch it, which is, you know, I probably watch it a couple of times a year. Whenever I watch it, it's one of those things that's just, it's a perfect film. It's just a, I mean, there's a few perfect films out there. I think Predator is a perfect film. You know, I watch that regularly and it's amazing um, and never stops being amazing. Aliens is, uh, Aliens is, and Terminator is as well, right? But I think Aliens is timeless in a way where, Every time I revisit Aliens, I see something new. There's something new that I didn't pick up on before. There's a nuance. There's a glance. There's It's layered. It is, and I don't use this term lightly, but it is a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. And, you know, people like James Cameron, these kind of talents, they come around every few generations. You know, the, when I was talking about this project, um, with a friend of mine, I was talking about, you know, I've just come back from Rome on Monday on a short vacation. It's like we're doing a documentary on the Mona Lisa. You know, it's this perfect icon of pop culture that everyone knows. Everyone's familiar with it. Yet 
it's there's still so much going on beneath the surface and I, and I love that and I love the fact that we're all alive at a time when James Cameron's alive where, where he's still creating new work you know it's amazing and it's stood up you know there's not that many films or even properties that you could apply this expanded format to and I want and I want to turn this into a series of expanded films we take on other IPs and 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 go deep like we're doing with aliens but I want so the, the pressure for us to make sure this really stands out and works is I, I couldn't be under more pressure but that's what we thrive under because I want to do more I think it's a great way to reinvigorate a fan base you know and and because we're not a studio because we're not Netflix and you know I don't care about broadcast all i care about is narrow casting is going niche on this project and that's that's what gets me out of the bed in the morning that you know when we did the fan consultation now and you were part of it we learned so much from that you know um and i said to ian when we were doing it you know either it will go really well or people will give us ideas we didn't have or they won't like what we're doing and actually the 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 um it went really well (laughs) And there was some ideas that we didn't have that were contributed by the fan consultation, but essentially that validated this. It said, this is ready to go. And we found out so much information about the backer base, who they were, where they are, what they want, um, what they want to invest in a project, what they want to see and experience from the live elements, the interactive elements, all of that kind of stuff. So that really kind of formulated this brief that we're beginning to deliver on. So the consultation's already made a mark it's already steered the way you're approaching 100%. we wouldn't have landed we did fifty thousand dollars on day one right that would not have happened without the fan consultation because it allowed us to really um create a product market fit between our value proposition with aliens expanded and what the fan base the hardcore fan base kind of wanted mm. so the thing about crowdfunding why i call it war is because you can't hide like there's no cap. You only get what you deserve. You know, we either win or we learn, right? And so you have to get it right if you want to succeed. And so having this fan consultation is just a way for us to show respect to the fan community and go in with humility and say, honestly, we're delivering for you. So this is kind of what we're thinking. Can you, can you tell us, is this what you want? How would you change it? Like all of this kind of stuff. And, and, and that's really important because no studio has ever done that. We've got to ask because we ask on all our podcasts. And, and Robin, you, you, you sort of briefly mentioned as well. You know, t- typically we'd ask about the first time our guests ever experienced the franchise as a whole. Now, normally that would overlap and intersect with Aliens. You know, it certainly did for me. But what about you guys? You know, what was your, specifically Aliens now this time, what was your first experience with that film? Well, I've got my, my experience is 1986. Uh, the year of release, I was, uh, I think, either nearly 16 or 16. And I went with my dad. And it was in the Odeon Fulham Road. And I had seen Alien on VHS. I bunked off uh, Sports Day and watched the thing in Alien one afternoon. And it ran about That is a good double bill, that is. Life-changing day, that was. So I was just like, I had to see Aliens. It didn't matter. Whatever else was going on in the universe I had to see it. And I think my dad kind of responded to this. Like I was going to burst otherwise. So we went to see it. I think it was an afternoon showing, but it was pretty full. And my abiding memory, beyond just 
the fact that it was more than I'd ever expected it to be, and I'm not sure I breathed for two hours, you know, and more minutes, was the famous scene where, one of the famous scenes where Burke shuts the door on Ripley and Newt. And this guy at the back, and I'm sure I tell the story a lot, but this guy at the back just went, you bastard, at the top of his voice. It's not a very British cinema thing to do. I know. He just lost any sense of the difference between reality and film. And I thought, and I, you know, maybe it, it was a, the film critic stirring in me a little bit and the documentarian stirring in me. I thought, that's incredible. So this film is so gripping. This guy has just lost control of his emotions. And there was kind of a ripple of nervous laughter. He kind of let the steam out of the room just a little bit before we were all sucked back in again. He sort of gave us a little break. And I just, that so stayed with me. And I, and I thought, yeah, I, the film is just fantastic. I just thought, there's some other dimension to this, isn't there? And I don't think it's something even Cameron could easily articulate what he, because he operates by instinct with so many things when he comes to direct things, by feel and, and, you know, and he knows the audience so well. I think only Hitchcock comes close to Cameron in knowing how an audience ticks. So Cameron just can feel how an audience feels and he sort of gets us to, to respond in really powerful ways. And that's what he did to me. And the guy, you know, in, in so many rows behind me, he really did it to him. And I, I thought, that's incredible. And so few films have done that to me and to a wide audience. And so it stayed with me in an incredible way. And it sort of redoubled my love of the franchise from Alien. I went back and watched Alien again and joined the two films together and saw the differences and all those things. And it sort of helped me along my journey to where I am now, that need to explore and understand about it it's still a primal thing uh, and you know you say if you actually said ian what's brilliant about aliens and why do you love it and i said i would say it's because it's one of the few films i feel and i mean that in a visceral sense not necessarily an emotional sense although i do feel it in an emotional way but i you know this the cliche term the roller coaster ride but i think it really is true of aliens because you feel your stomach going up and down and your adrenaline gland going in and out i mean karen has a saying about how he you know, how he structures films. He says, you take an audience to the point where they can't bear anymore. They just cannot bear it. You take them right there and then you wrench it harder. Then you screw it harder. You take them beyond whatever that line might be. Cameron goes, I'm going to take you beyond it. And he did it in Terminator. He does it in Aliens. And I still think, and I'm sure you, you guys would agree, it remains his best film. In a very high, you know, relatively fantastic array of films. But I think Aliens... I would not argue with that. Don't get me wrong, I really like the majority of Jim's work. Yeah. Though you guys have been saying Terminator rather than T2. Oh, this is a point of difference. So <laughs> we actually had a watch party about two weeks ago, which was T2. Because on our on our YouTube channel, every Sunday we have a watch party for the Creative EC community. And T2 was on a couple of weeks ago. So I watched it um, and I hadn't seen it in ages. And it's a fantastic movie. It's just so polished. But there's something more visceral for me about Terminator. There's something harder, more adult. It's a slasher. It's a horror. It's like, you know, it's like that raw sci-fi yeah. to it, and, and which appeals to me personally. I, I went to see it at the cinema uh, at the end of last year, and I, I absolutely loved it again. You know, it's a perfect movie. Uh, but, but Aliens kind of has it all. Um, you know, it's you shouldn't compare movies because they're different, different times, yeah. different create like different challenges, different budgets, right? But um, constraints and challenges create greatness. Uh -huh. 
right? And Cameron was up against it, you know, him and Gail going, you know, the whole sometimes out of that friction comes something absolutely wonderful. And it's a perfect film. And it's funny because Ian was mentioning Hitchcock. Like that, you can talk about Hitchcock, Spielberg, Cameron as like the top of the food chain of of cinema auteurs, right? And and you know Cameron's just been smart enough to to commercialize his visions, do it, and now he's in a position where he can do anything he wants. He can wait twelve years for a sequel; it doesn't matter, right? Like so, you know. And, and I'm a big Cameron fan. Like I love, I mean, I love the Titanic. I love. T2. I loved Avatar, right? I, you know, I, I'm, I'm into him, but there's something about everything that goes on in Aliens. And, and, and you can't talk about Aliens without talking about Alien. I went to see Alien with Ian a few weeks ago at the cinema, at the Prince Charles Cinema in London. Yeah. And I'd seen Alien before, and, I, and I, you know, it's a great movie, but I didn't love it, right? I liked it, but I didn't love it. And I, and I already knew that I loved Alien. Um, but I went to see Alien with Ian, and I saw it in New Light because it was the first time I saw it in the in the cinema. And I was like, "Wow, this is this actually has a lot going on." Plus, it's got my favorite actor of all time, Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> like it, but it's got so much going on that I didn't see when I watched it at home or when I was watching it distracted. But when you're in the cinema, you're really caught up in the suspense. But like Ian says that's just so elevated. Like everything is just like 10X with aliens, conceptually, visually. You know, I, I read on Twitter the other day, someone was moaning about the effects in aliens having dated really badly. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like I watched it the other day and it's like it, it looks better than a lot of movies that come out. You know, yeah. I, was try, I tried to watch Moonfall the other day and I got about 40 minutes into it and had to have a shower, right? <laughs> and so, and, and, but I was like, there's something, there's a reality to Aliens yeah. that I can, you know, the thing is, Aaron, I could point to any scene in that movie with you and in your mind, you would go straight to that moment and you'd see it and you'd be in it. Uh-huh. Not many films give you that, you know, and that's what's special about Aliens. And that's why, and for, for you know, Commercially for us, you know, we've covered action, horror, sci-fi. Aliens kind of just fits all of those genres. Very much. But it's elevated, you know, and and yeah, it's just, you know, we we can just chat about, this is great, it's an Aliens podcast, right? So we can just (laughs) chat about Aliens, I can just indulge, right? But it's just, you know, I I feel, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really grateful because I was so nervous about this campaign. I was so nervous about this project because I didn't know if it was land because it, because everything's brand new. It, it wasn't, you know, when we go after a, a kind of 80s horror, which is like hundreds of thousands of people that love 80s horror or 80s sci-fi, which is even bigger. You know, we've got 17,000 backers for In Search of Tomorrow. It was, you know, you kind of, you're machine gunning because you're hitting so many different IPs that you're covering that you know you're going to... Yeah. Kind of get that but with this it was the inverse it was like right we we've no longer got a machine gun we've got a sniper rifle and we need to make this count so i remember the first when we went live on the six i was just in bits i was like everyone's gonna hate it this is gonna be terrible you know we've spent months and months trying to do this and it's all gonna go wrong and then for it to have been received and for it to be doing as well as it's doing for us to be here with you now that's amazing and being here with you now 
is talking this project into existence. You know, Aaron, you're going to, you know, it's funny because we're going to flip this on you because you're going to join us for a big cast and we're going to ask you hard questions. So, and, and not just you, but we're going to have um, many members of our advisor circle join us, you know, and, and that's just another layer of entertainment. That's the through line through this experience of Aliens Expand. But the big difference is, is that it's for backers only. And I believe that our backers are invested in extracting as much enjoyment out of this project as they can. And I think it's going to be so much fun. I mean, ultimately, sometimes, like in life, what I've learned, sometimes you've got to be hell yes or fuck no, right? Sometimes this shit is just binary. Uh And this concept, what we're doing, how we're doing it, who we're doing it with is like, fuck yes. Like, that's what this is about. And I don't think you need to overthink it. You know, when I saw you guys coming out with this, because I'd already experienced tomorrow, in search of tomorrow, I still haven't got around to darkness. I've, I've got it, but I haven't got around to it. I'm more of a sci-fi. You need to free up 14 hours of I your know. life. You won't regret it. Okay? I ended up watching it um, tomorrow over about three or four days. But yeah, you know, because of that, because I saw it was you guys doing this, it was, again, while I still have that question of, you know, what are you going to do new for me? That's just an inherent part of, I think, called all of us today. We're all jaded bastards. We're just like, eh, okay. But because of my experience with you and that documentary and your previous crowdfunding as well, you know, I was like, fuck, yes. I was also like, I, I, would, I would happily help you with this one as well. So I was, I was happy that you've taken the route that you have as well with getting the fandom involved because it makes it, it's like you guys were saying, you know, Alien is great, but Aliens made it the franchise aliens made it the community that it has become because so much of the love of the fandom focuses around aspects of aliens more specifically you know that 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 pulse rifle on my shelf it's people cosplaying as the marines that you would see more often than people cosplaying as as the nostromo crew or or the the prisoners from fury you know they're they're there don't get me wrong they're there robin dresses harry (laughs) yeah with the, with the cigarette but you know it's the perfect one to zone in on for that kind of collaborative experience that, that you guys are talking about because the, the film itself is an act of fandom you know yes. cameron would tell you that because he was such a big fan of alien well to the point where the, the the you know the start of the film emulates ridley's style before he goes off into his own kind of thing you know it's it, it's yeah. tribute before breaking ground you know before doing its own yeah. thing so yeah completely agree with you there Ian. And, you know, speaking of, you know, you did the Ridley retrospective, you've got the James one coming out as well. Is it out or is it coming out? It's coming out early November. Did your work on that retrospective sort of inform anything of the way you want to do things with hit with Expanded? In terms of understanding James Cameron, it was very important. to get a sense of you know, his life journey and how he ticks and yeah, this, this idea of the kind of twinned brain that he, that he talks about, that he's half engineer and half artist. And certainly one of the big themes for me, you know, in, in the documentary to come will be who is James Cameron and how is he the guy with this magic? The, ter- the term auteur is thrown around, but it's rarely thrown around in terms of James Cameron. Yet he is you know, de facto the most successful artist of all time. I, I mean, we mentioned the Mona Lisa earlier on. You can't really put a value on that, but set that aside. And, and Cameron has made more money than any other artist in any other art form. 
and yet he's still not really talked about as the most significant cultural figure of our time. And you wonder why that is. We all venerate Spielberg, and rightly, Cameron venerates Spielberg. But yeah, Cameron has you know, outplayed Spielberg and Lucas by factors of 10. You know, he has outmade the money and still doesn't get the credit, I don't think. And that, I think, is important to me. And he's a fantastic sort of self-mythologizer. You, know, you, 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 know, you see any interview with Cameron, it's an entertainment in itself because he just goes for it. He's really honest, tells the stories, holds on to his grievances. You know, he's a multi-billionaire now. He can do whatever he likes, as Robin was saying but still holds on to those guys who messed him around on the Terminator, still hates the British crew from Aliens, who didn't understand what he wanted and will open the doors and let the dry eyes go out, and still can't let go of all those kind of grievances. So he makes him fantastically human as well, and I love that. And that is in his films. They are so human and so emotional and so full of heart. And I think that's really important as part of what we do with Aliens Expanded is also give you uh, the story of James Cameron and what he is doing and what he's injecting into it, and what he's giving to us. And as I say, I'm not sure he could satisfactorily articulate it in a, in a logical way. He'll go, why was that like that? And he'll go, well, it just felt right. You know, it just looked right. And the way he writes characters, I think they just, you know, he just senses them as living beings. And uh, one of the, the glorious elements of Aliens is how skillfully it creates characters without stopping for exposition. It's just moving and moving and moving through its plot. Yet we know Hicks and Hudson and we know Vasquez and we know Gorman, you know, and we know Burke really well, really quickly. And that should never be underestimated how hard that is to do in, in terms of writing and in terms of directing. And I think that's what I discovered a lot of in, in writing about James Cameron and that appreciation of him. As, and I don't use the term lightly, but as an artist, I think it's something that we really want to talk about. On, on the documentary and I want to talk to the cast about that I want to talk to everyone about that and, and just say you know he's great isn't he <laughs> you know what makes him great and and really get that to come out you know it's, it's not just about James Cameron but it, he's you know he's obviously the heartbeat of, of the story we're going to tell so just to sort of follow along that lines understanding that this kind of project is something that finds its direction as it goes along as well you know you you can start with certain expectations of where you're going to take the story and and be led in completely different ways understanding that i still want to ask this one specific narrow thing of going into this project what is that one element that you are most excited to explore that's a really good question it's is, it is a good question right, okay I, well i can say What's the one thing that I want to, because I, like, from my perspective, I see this whole documentary in my head. Like, I see how it's going to look and feel and who's going to be speaking, how it's going to work and what the narrative structure is. Like, it's all, I can play it in my mind. And the one thing that I'm looking forward to the most, right, isn't like a specific element or subject that we're going to tackle. The one thing that I'm looking forward to is honing in on that signal, that feeling when you're really in the moment enjoying something that is tailored for you. Like when I watch entertainment, that's really good. And my standards are very high. When something taps into an interest I have that makes me feel a certain way, that I feel there's truth there, that I'm learning, that I'm nerding out a little bit, that's what I'm most looking forward to. And, and it's not a moment in Aliens Expanded. It's how I want everyone 
who's participating in this to feel at the end. That's what I'm most looking forward to. That's my answer to the question. Okay. I think, I mean, actually with Robin, I think, you know, one of the most exciting things for me will be what we discover, what I don't know yet. Um, I think you're after the specifics. I'm really interested in, and it happened a lot from when we saw Alien, and I saw Alien with Robin, the relationship between aliens and alien is actually much closer than I'd ever really thought. The more I think about it, they're they're so interlinked in in ways, yet so different, so representative of Ridley and, and James Cameron. Yet they have this kind of you know, shared DNA, is, is the term. And I really want to get into and, and understand much more about how clever Cameron was in terms of how he structured the film in relationship with the original. There's a lot of the story structure and beats are the same. Yeah, absolutely. And direct references and underlying references. Yeah, I, I firmly believe that Empire Strikes Back and Godfather Part Two are parts of a saga. They're an ongoing storyline. I think Aliens invents the franchise. In, in absolutely modern terms, we didn't have this idea of sequels oh. that are an ongoing story. I mean, they're a Ripley's story, certainly the first four. But I think Aliens creates, we call it the perfect sequel, and there's so much in that. It's not just it was as good as the original, if not better. You know, it did what the original did and expanded, multiplied and all that. Yes, of course it did. But it also created the idea of how a sequel operates fundamentally what a sequel should be and why you know people don't look at it you know any any person who sets out to make a sequel should just watch aliens first before they do anything else because it teaches you about how a, a director and an artist and a, you know like cameron interacts with the original material and then springs forth from there that idea of it, you know it's the same but different and nothing no film has ever been so perfectly the same but different as aliens. I really want to know about that and understand. Okay. I like that. That'd be an interesting angle to take on it. I'm also, I'm, I'm curious as well as, as to if you're going to, you know, obviously you're going to explore the legacy of the film in terms of the way it affects us, you know, the, the things it spawned with the comics, you know, the costumers and stuff like that. But how further out will you explore the legacy? Because it is probably more, I would say it's more influential than Alien in the terms of the way it affects media overall. You know, its DNA is felt in things like Halo. and I was playing Halo before I came yeah. on this podcast, right? And we actually have an FPS documentary coming out next year. Oh, yes, that's you guys, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, that is, honestly, I'm watching the rough cuts of that at the moment. That is amazing. But I digress. Like, it's funny because I was watching the, I was signing off on the soundtrack to the Doom section in the FPS documentary today, right? So our composer has, has created a music track to go through this whole section, not just one, but like, he's yeah, changed it up, whatever. But there's a bit in that section where one of the designers of Doom talks about referencing aliens in Doom. <laughs> and I'd seen this before, but I hadn't tweaked. And I was like, oh, wow, like, that's another thing. That's another reference. You know, for, for me, Halo is a big one with the characters and the, um, I was playing Halo Reach today going through corridors and I was like, this is like giving me Aliens vibes. And, yeah. you know, but everything's a remix, you know, the, the, the Vietnam connotations going in, like everything's built on top of each other. And I think one of the great things we get to do there is expanded this kind of tear it apart, mm-hmm. kind of look under the carpet and go, well, what's behind this? Why is this working? Ultimately, there has to be truth there. You know, it's why, you know, you know, you've created something special when other people take elements of it 
with their own projects. And that's you know that that that's going to be part of this, absolutely. But yeah, like the the, the legacies, we're still seeing it. Look at you know look at any kind of sci-fi movie in the last decade, and you'll be able to kind of see references. The one that really annoyed me was the Zack Snyder. Um, was it the oh. Army of Darkness? I've, I've heard that that's basically an Aliens ripoff, but I'm not a huge Snyder fan, so I'm not watching it. So I think Halo does it well. Yeah, Halo's loving. Yeah, Halo's like, and also it makes the experience of Halo better, right? With the Zack Snyder film, I think it's Army of Darkness or something like that. It's called. Or I'm getting yeah, Army of the Dead. I think yeah, Army of the Dead. That's the one, right? So I watched it, and I like Zack. You know, I, I think he's a good director. Loved his Day of the Dead remake. But I was like, it just took me out of the story. I'm just like, you're trying to copy this stuff beat for beat. And like, no offense, mate, but you're not James Cameron <laughs> and you can't pull it off. And the actors couldn't pull it off. And it just, it detracted. It wasn't a homage. It wasn't, let's use elements of this to create something better and unique. Or, you know, it's like there's this flavor to this stew that just adds something. It didn't work. It all went wrong. And and it took me out of that film, and I and I can say that I didn't enjoy that film because it was taking beat for beat parts of Aliens and not making them better, not turning it into something better, but actually taking something that is really good and actually turning it into something not as good. That upsets me, but you know, but it's but there's so much, and you know, but I mean, there's the games we all were playing Fire Team recently. Like it's just it's like this never ending kind of. Uh, river of influences that trickles through just pop culture because i very i believe that the time that this this came out there's a reason why our documentaries have covered 80s because it was a magnificent decade mm-hmm. you know a lot of things all happens socio-politically technology all these things kind of coalesced historically from the 60s to the 80s that kind of generational wound started to kick into pop culture as well so all of these kind of this in this big melting pot. And so all of those influences come together to create aliens, which then goes off and creates its own stream of influence, right? And that's what great art does. You know, you could probably peel back the layers of aliens and go back 30 years to the 50s. You know, like you see this kind of 30-year generational cycle around pop culture. You know, you look at where James Cameron started and Roger Corman and all this kind of stuff, like you can, you can start to sort of track the breadcrumbs in history. And I, I find that fascinating, but you get certain branches that take things off onto another direction and that that's aliens. That's what it's done. That's why it's a pop culture icon. That's why 30 plus years later, we're all sitting with aliens paraphernalia and t-shirts and you've got a pulse rifle and, you know, I've got Ian's books and I've got, you know, loads of alien, like we're, that's unique, right? Like I love other movies, but I don't have as much about any other movie as I do the aliens. It, it's almost for us. I would say it's almost on par with the kind of passion you'd probably see from the Trekkies or the star Wars fans, you know, yeah. that kind of genuine deep love that just expands elsewhere. You know, like I'm probably, as big a fan of Halo as I am because of the influence it pulls from. Uh, and I don't play any other FPS. Well, the problem I've got with gaming is that I'm really competitive and I'm rubbish. <laughs> so I get pissed off really quickly. But that's the truth. That's why that whole franchise, Halo franchise, 
is so amazing for me because it's like being an alien. Mm-hmm. It's like playing in aliens. And even the aliens games don't do it for me in the way that Halo does because it's been an extension of that. Like I liked Fireteam, but I did I got bored of it. I think the only one that probably does that uh, is not applicable to this, and that would be Isolation. I think that's the only yeah. one that even remotely- I got frightened playing that and it's too and you know, and I was like, oh man, this is actually too intense. I'm not enjoying the experience because I'm getting because oh. it was so good. Yeah, yeah. That, but that makes me think of Alien. That you know, the aesthetic, everything, right? Whereas you know, Fire Team, I was like, right, pre-order, got it, arrived in the post, played it, and I just found the gameplay a little bit sort of repetitive for me. And there was so much kind of I wasn't drawn into the narrative. Whereas the Halo story on its own with the characters on its own outside of aliens is really uh-huh. strong yeah. but then it's got this veneer of references this familiarity you can see the re- references in that game which make the game better which make the experience of someone that's watched aliens and loves it better i don't think about aliens that often when i play halo but i know i play halo a lot because of those references uh-huh. you see what i mean And I always find it funny as well because I think it kind of loops Cameron back in on himself because when you play Halo, you go, yep, okay, that's Aliens. But then when I watch Avatar, I go, that's Halo. (laughs) Like the the jets and stuff towards the big end and stuff like that. It's it's things that make me think it loops back around on Cameron, which I like, but that's digressing. I think that's everything I about wanted to... It's been a good hour, hasn't it? It's been a good hour of chat. You know, Aaron, I've got to tell you, you're an awesome guy. I love what you've built. You are the best of fandom. And we are so blessed to have you and the other leaders of the Aliens fan communities involved in this project. The Advisor Circle, with which you've been to two so far. We've got the Mm -hmm. third one tomorrow. As of recording. (laughs) As of recording, right? You know, is really important to us because we want to be able to bounce ideas off you. We want to make sure you're involved in the journey in a really intimate way because you are going to be our hardest stakeholders alongside our backers and it doesn't mean we have to agree with everything it doesn't mean that you know we're we're editing by committee because we're certainly not you know this is ian this is an ian nathan film right and my job as a producer is to work with a team that can empower ian ian's the right guy for this i've got zero doubts Everything that you're seeing in Aliens Expanded in terms of the detail around what we're doing is him. And I'm really just very grateful to to have an opportunity to make a dent in the universe of film documentaries and try and do something new. And I'm like a nut when it comes to organization and delivering. So the perfect producer. Well, I wouldn't say that either, but like it's sort of, you know, but my, my skill is really in building teams to execute on these projects and i've got an amazing team at creative vc but the team specifically that are working on aliens expanded is like the best team i've ever had because there's not many of us and this whole project has been like a first like the fan consultation rollout how we've done everything it's been different to how we've done everything in the past and it's like this momentum we've built up is because i think we've made the right moves and it's because we've got the right team there's no one else that can helm this project apart from Ian. And I've got to give another big shout out to David Weiner, who is like the perfect exec producer because he's a bridge between me and Ian. And he's got, you know, he's a fantastic writer, journalist, director now. 
who really gets this stuff. And so the three of us with my extended team, we're all Aliens fans anyway. Like we have a real shot at doing something remarkable. And I'm not saying that to big anything up or, you know, but, but like I know what we've done already has, has had an impact. You know, we, we're in Forbes, we're in Hollywood Reporter. You know, I'm a guy that lives in Tunbridge Wells and <laughs> in England. You know, I've got no business being out in Hollywood for these kind of things. We do these small fan projects, but they've suddenly been elevated. And I really believe that everything that's happened over the last four years has led to doing this. And it's bridging that disconnect between fandom and the ISP and putting it in the hands of fandom and, and saying, fandom, let's create for yourself and let's elevate it. Let's go in with premium production values. Let's really create something where at the end of this process, no one's going to put their Blu-ray up on eBay. They're going to, it's going to be a family heirloom. You know, this is going to be something which you have in your shelf in about a year and a bit from now that you'll treasure, that will have your name on it, that you know you were part of from its inception, and it will never be repeated. And that's where I think the value is. I, I, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'll shut up about it, but like it's, <laughs> no need. I really think that's the opportunity. And I feel like that is a great way, a great thing to say to the people that are perhaps not quite sold yet. That is a perfect reason as to why I get involved. You know, I've been a bit nonchalant about it, really, because I was like, either you get it, right, or you don't. And I feel that as of recording, we've got 1,070 backers with like, you know, over 11 days to go. It's, I don't think it should be something that is a hard sell. I think it's like if you're, because we only want, aliens fans we only want people that are like i love aliens i want more of this i want to go deeper and it's funny because we get comments and stuff like that and i'm kind of i'm really beyond trying to convince anyone because I've, i feel like we've done a good enough job yeah. saying this is what our mission is and if it's not for you that's fine that's all right we don't mind but if it is for you if this speaks to you then you have to be part of this because you'll regret it when it's finished and that's gone up 20 while we've been talking by the way <laughs> I had it on from before we started, and that's gone up. Anyway, in and anything you'd like to say, just to, as you used to say, I bring it full circle again, and it's, it's lovely to be bigged up by Robin. And you know, I'm really passionate and excited, and I say a little terrified, but in a good way, about stepping into this and living up to it. But it was so important for me and for Robin, and for the very nature of what we're doing, to have the Alien Pan community on board before we even started. Because, yeah, you, you've asked the right points. You've made the right points. You know, why are we doing this? Why should you care? You know, what are you doing that's different? And these are absolutely the questions I would ask of it as an Aliens fan. So, well, come on. And I ask them of myself a lot. And the point is, I want to ask you guys that as well. I want to ask you guys as we go along. I'm going to, you know, you may find I will drop you messages and I will go, look, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? And you will sort of, you'll come back with replies and all that stuff will be a two-way street, you know, and it's not necessarily that everyone's going to be in the, in the documentary or anything like that, but I'm going to have a dialogue with you guys that is vitally important to me and I think vitally important to the end product, that it will be full of originality and care and attention because that stuff is already out there and it already exists. I just need to sort of get it into a bottle, you know, somehow and sort of pour that bottle into, into our experience and... That will be the live elements and that will be the, the finished product. And hopefully you'll watch it you know, in a year's time 
and you'll go, hey, I think I talked to him about that. I think I, you know, I think this is, you know, where I come in. This is that's my point. And if you hopefully you'll be pleased about that, you won't be angry about it. You'll be like, yeah, absolutely, that's going to be. You know. And that sharedness is really important. Yeah, you know, I, I say that goes back to my days on Empire. It goes back to the way I write books. I feel like I'm, I'm with the reader and I'm sharing it with the reader. And yeah, I love talking about aliens. And if we could take all of fandom and plonk them down in a pub and get a giant round in, and we can put loads of cameras up around that, that giant conversation, which obviously is physically impossible, unless James Cameron will figure out a way of doing it, that would be our documentary in a strange way. You know, we'd have the, the cast and crew in there as well. And I would, we just have this incredible conversation. And that would be what, you know, what would be the end product. Obviously, we've got to refine that and, and you know, use the practical elements. But it's so important that you know that this is with you guys. It's not for you guys. It's with you. And I like the analogy of the Marines. I know when they went to the nest, half of them die. We hope you make it, Aaron. <laughs> I know that we know, we know you got the flu today. <laughs> it's all right. I've, I've got the kit for it behind me. Don't worry. Yeah, we, we won't leave anyone behind, all right? So you're, you're, the, you're Ripley in this scenario. You're going to go, you know, we've got to take off and nuke them from orbit, nuke the site from orbit. I'm Hicks going, yeah, we've got to take it's off. And what's really funny, orbit. right? We're doing a Facebook campaign um, at the moment. And the most comments we get are just people just like Quoting. putting lines from yeah. the movie. Yeah. Which are like, like, like. <laughs> I feel it. Well, I'm excited to see where this journey unfolds. I really am. You know, it is. I mean, in my mind, I kept thinking this is our Trekkies, but it's not. It's more than our Trekkies. You know, this is on paper so much more in depth and fascinating and interesting while also exploring you know that community aspect of it and i'm very excited to see where we go with it um i hope everybody out there listening who perhaps hasn't pledged yet you know is i always struggle to properly explain when i'm feeling excited because i don't want to overdo it i I never want to overdo it i'm an excitable person i do this stuff because i fucking love this franchise you know and when other people like you want to share that love, want to share why you love, share why we love, you know, it just, yeah, I'm very fucking excited to see how this all pans out. And I'm honored to be involved. Yeah, we're, and, and you're the right guy to be involved. And you'll see how it is. You know, the, the, the meetings that you come to, which are every month, are confidential, you know, uh, and we talk about what we're doing. We'll be discussing ideas with you. And you're there because you deserve to be there because of this, because of this show, because of your website, because of everything. Because in your own way, with your team, what you've created is really no different to us. It's a manifestation of your fandom where Uh you've built a community. We're just doing it with a different format, with a different mission. But essentially, it's very similar. And and on that vein as well, that to our our audience as well, you know, think of me as your channel as well so you know thank you that's really kind i mean we've been so but i mean like yeah. everyone's just been really cool I, I could talk i mean this could be a 10-hour podcast they can know, always go on forever yeah, yeah like it's just yeah. but I, I feel like i'm making friends here i feel like there's just good people and honestly like these projects happen because you just bring good people together show a bit of leadership be like this is where we want to get to and just the kinetic energy gets you there. Uh-huh. And and that's what I want to happen with this. So, uh, you know, stay tuned. Stay tuned. And, and we'd love to come back 
when we're a bit later into production, you know, yeah. and, and share yeah. some updates with you and your and, and, uh, and your community. Sounds good to me. Because like I was saying to these guys uh, uh, before we started, you know, I don't tend to do pre-release things, but because I'm feeling so enthusiastic about this project, you know, I had to have you on to share that enthusiasm with with our listeners and, and our viewers out there. So I broke my rules for this, guys. This is how much I'm excited for this document. With humility, we say thank you. And like, you. this is that we know we know the task in front of us and we're, we're, we, we, we've stilled ourselves for doing this and we're going to do the best work we possibly can. I mean, ultimately, are you not entertained? <laughs> you know, like that's what we're going to be at the end. Like, I want you just to be thoroughly entertained with this product this is an entertainment product this is an entertaining experience even this if you if you're listening to this and you've made it all the way me rambling on you need to <laughs> probably but like yeah this is for you if you made it if you're one hour whatever it is into yeah. this then like yeah like seriously like i think you'll like what we're doing yeah you're one of us and um where do you want to sign people to to learn more or, or support. This is really important, actually. We, we got a lot of people contact us um, saying, can you extend the deadline a couple of days so it can accommodate payday in October? So we were going to end on the first, which was a Saturday night at midnight. We've now pushed that back to the third, which is like Monday at midnight. So it crosses over the payday. That's because we got so many people sort of emailing and, and Twittering us about it. So we decided to extend it. When that finishes, it's closed. There won't be any late pledges. It's done. And my expectation is we're probably going to get close to about 2,000 backers. So it's like the backer base we're going to have for this project is elite Aliens fans, you know, and that's what we want, you know, because they are part of this whole manifestation of what we're doing. They will be driving this. We all want this to be super successful for this audience. So ultimately, all I care about is the 2,000 backers and giving them something they're going to really treasure that's personalized that no one else can remake or do again. Okay, brilliant. If you are listening and you haven't yet pledged, backed, you know, head to aliens-expanded.com. These guys are also on Twitter and Facebook. And Instagram, and it's all at Aliens Expanded. And Ian's also got his own, I don't know if Robin does, but Ian has his own um, account as well on Twitter. So uh, you can go and uh, follow, stalk, follow him and uh, learn a little bit more about Ian. Do you have a personal one at all that you want? Yeah, I do. It's just at Robin Block. I mainly retweet stuff that's happening with, with what we're going, what we're doing. And I rarely have anything useful to say. But hey, I love the followers, right? So, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, um, Ian and... and David Weiner are the ones that will be talking about this the most and will have infinitely more interesting things to say than me. So fair enough. And for the lazy though, there will be links in the news post and there will be links on the YouTube description to check out the the website, check out the social accounts. So I got you covered. Don't worry, lazy folk. Right. Well, thank you gentlemen for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure and see you on the ready line. Indeed. Stay frosty, Aaron. See you soon, buddy. <laughs> Cheers.